There you are! Ribbons all mark! At least show some gratitude. After all, it was because of me that you were able to attain those powers you have. Setsuna F. Seye. You saved me. You guided me. And now what are you saying? Are you trying to play the role of God with me? Oh no, I really am God. Why do you want to rule humanity that much? If I don't, mankind will never be able to end its fighting and will destroy itself. I will be its savior. So you don't want to cooperate with us? You don't want to understand us? It's just like how humans watch over animals and use them for whatever purposes they desire. And besides, if I can defeat you who have become a purebred innovator, my worthiness will be undeniable. <laughs> it's your ego that has twisted this world. Whatever rebirth you're trying to create, I will destroy it! A fine determination. Double O Riser! Reborn's cannon! Setsuna F. Seye! Ribbon's Allmark! Launching! Engaging! Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that's given Double O a try. My name is Jeremy. There's still work to do. Let's go end war again. I'm Tyler. I'm Super Zach. My name is Tired. Super Zach? Oh, no, I see what you did there. I got it eventually. (laughs) We are watching episode 50 of Gundam Double O, episode 25 of part two, Rebirth. It's an Evangelion movie. It kind of is. Yeah, they are. Bit, yeah, they are not being subtle about the Evangelion references anymore. Like I said last week, they just are like, "Hey, have you seen the end of Evangelion? It's pretty good." <laughs> it has been like thirty years, so odds are decent you might not have. Yes, yeah, so I didn't bring my notebook for this one, but I think at the or somewhere in the middle of that last episode, I'm like, "Is this just Evangelion now? Is that what we're doing?" It's not not Evangelion. How long had End of Evangelion been out when this N- came out? 1999. This would have aired in 2008, this episode. So there's not nearly as much separation from when it came out. Only but, 11 but years. But a decade yeah. to produce an anime inspired by another anime. Yeah, Giren Lagan had aired before this episode aired. They aired concurrently. And Giren Lagan is the most Evangelion anime before Madoka Magica came out. If you don't know what's going on, go back. We did a great recap two episodes ago. It was... Listenable and intelligible. It was a recap. <laughs> it, it was certainly one of our recaps. Tierra's dead. Lockon's not doing great. Uh, Sanchez is dead. Lockon's com- fine. A computer. He's supposed so, to be dead. The Cheridim is falling apart. To be fair, well, he, he still got hit points. Alleluia <laughs> uh, is there. Alleluia is there. Soma is dead. Basically, no, no she was fine. Basically, her, for the rest of the season, she's out. Her mobile suit's pretty blown up. Um, Luis is dead. Long live Luis. <laughs> Are you just going to define everybody who's not actually in this episode as dead? Bending certain definitions of dead, yes. Uh, um, Hilling and Revive somehow aren't dead. Yeah, well, we'll fix that, won't we? <laughs> I have some problems with this episode, but maybe it's best to save those for after the episode. I'm really curious to hear what your guys' take are on the end of Gundam 00. Mine are less with the ending itself and more with how we get there. But if you want to watch along, again, it is episode 25 of part two, Rebirth, the final episode of Gundam 00. Though if you watch it on Crunchyroll, they have the movie list that is episode, season three, episode zero, because cataloging. It is convenient it works, that's on there, though, for when we're watching it. Yeah, I guess it works better to just put it under the rest of it instead of have it be in its own little section. We begin on Ribbon's Allmark in his weird gun cannon, who is like, hey, Setsuna, thank me for letting you be the main character and getting you all those cool experience points so you could take all the feats you have. So... I thought that thing was a lot more important. Yeah, Zach was like, oh, yeah, the Reborn's Gundam, that's all over Double O, right? And I'm like, no. No, it's in this episode, basically. So Setson is like, you guided me, you saved my life, and what, you're trying to play God with me now? And Remus goes, no, I am God. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> he's just got the confidence. Like, he's wrong, but he's got the confidence. And Setson is like, mm, I got a problem with that. I kind of hate God, so that's convenient for me. Uh, Ribbon's like, I want to rule the world. And Setsuna's like, so you don't want to cooperate us. It's like, no more than you want to cooperate with cattle. <laughs> and Setsuna's like, cool metaphor. It went over my head. 
So you want to eat people? So Ribbons is like, if I kill you, who killed Frieza, I will be the best. <laughs> and then Setsuna is like, oh, so it's your fault the world sucks. You're okay, the I'll kill you. And he's finally right about it. Even a broken clock is right at the end of the season. <laughs> so they name it each other. They say they're mobile suits. It's the Reborn's Cannon. That's it, a terrible name for that suit. I kind of like the suit, though. We'll get to it. And then we get one last naked girls. Rene Ishmael. Felt, I forget okay. Felt's last name. So we get through the opening for the last time. See a bunch of dead, I already forgot, ga ga And Felt's like, hey, Veda sent us a text message and said there's a machine it doesn't know about fighting Setsuna. Do they control Veda now? Yes. Tiaria oh, does. Tiaria's in charge of Veda. Well, Tiaria is Veda. Tiaria Veda. <laughs> Veda Tiaria. Lasse comes in and gives Billy a look like Sumeragi's ex is coming around and this is the <laughs> fifth time he's had to send him away. <laughs> but Sumeragi's like, down boy. She's like, you're you're not hurting. He's like, yeah, I don't get it. And do you need me to throw this dude out? He says, yeah, somehow. Which, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, is very funny. How did he, did he stop to wipe the blood off the inside of his helmet? Because there was blood on the inside of his helmet. He, he didn't want mom to worry. <laughs> I do love that, like, dirty look he gives to Billy. And Lost is like, okay, let's drive the ship to Setsuda. Ian, prepare to shoot all the guns. They put Mari in the medical tube because... Reasons. Yes. Because her mobile suit blew up. And Sumeragi's like, hey, hallelujah, it's the final episode. Can you do something? And he's like, well, I haven't the rest of the series, so sure. Well, and he, you notice he has two colored eyes again. He's just been that way the entire yeah, time. Yeah, he always has. S- oh, since wait, he's, has he? Yeah. yeah. I have always actually taken that as the hallelujah has been knocked out of one of his eyes rather than gotcha. anything else. Lock-On is doing a Final Fantasy victory pose as he gets a transmission from the Ptolemy to keep going. And he's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Oh, another boss fight. It better if you didn't have a pistol. Like if you had a rifle or something. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside Veda, at the oh, Justice Dome. is like, if you do things right, they won't even know you've done anything at all. <laughs> hey, remember how the fight animation for Gundam 00 is awesome? Yeah. But we're in the last episode, all the budget goes to Setsuna doing cool dodges. <laughs> I do like the Reborns as a final boss machine a lot. It's got a lot of tricks. Yep. And Setsuna trying to dodge its way to get into it is really cool. And he's like, all right, time to melee this ranged specialist. And then he gets beat away by a beam saber it draws. And he turns into a, he, he craters into a wall. So I forgot Saji wasn't in the O-Riser there. I'm like, well, there goes Saji. <laughs> <laughs> but then we find out that re- that the Reborn's cannon is actually a Gundam. I like this reveal shot, okay? I think, why do you try to pretend it's not a Gundam for 12 seconds? I don't. Like, if the Reborn's cannon had been here a while, I think this would be a really cool reveal, but... Here it's just like, oh no, I, it's a Gundam. There, there are a lot of things in Double O that I think if it had just been around a little longer would be way cooler than they are. I'm not and saying it's, it's a, a bad... Tw- it's a twin drive Gundam specifically. It is, yes. Billy invented the twin bad drive. And Ribbons is like, I hope you didn't think you were the only one with a twin drive. My cool Gundam will guide humanity. Then they beam clash. It's very dramatic. I guess it's not actually beam clash because Setsuna's using the solid sword. Yeah. He does do a cool thing where he turns around to shoot Setsuna and gets one of his legs. Yeah, he shoots him in the back, or from the back. Yep, because the the Reborn's cannon is on the back. Yep. Cannon in the back, Gundam in the front. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it's the mullet of Gundams. (laughs) It kind of is. Setsuna dodges, it's cool as shit. Yeah, pretty much this entire set. I like how uh, Ribbons catches Setsuna's wing thing. As Setsuna goes in for a strike. Yep. Then he gets the trap card smirk. And Setsuna has to dodge a Gadessa beam that is suddenly after him. Because now the healing and uh, revive have gotten their shit back online. Yep. Like, I do love how they're like, we're here to we're here to help you. And Ribbons is just like, I didn't need any help. But I okay. will take it, but I <laughs> don't need it. And Hilling's like, we can definitely kill you now. We couldn't kill you before at all, but definitely now that we don't have Veda. You've been making a joke out of us this entire time. Yeah, we can handle you now. It's important to note, did uh, Setsuna already do the thing where he's like, my particles are still recharging? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that it's important to note, his particles are still he recharging. He can't trans for a little while. Unfortunately, Hilling and Revive have finally learned teamwork, kind of, and Hilling runs Setsuna into the beam of the Gadessa. But hey, a wild shield bit appeared. I guess there was one left. Yep. I really like that uh, it, quick shield bit. It's a pretty rad last use of the shield bit. And here's Lock On and Alleluia to help. And Alleluia is like, ha ha ha, final episode boost for me. 
<laughs> Remember the last final episode where I fucking ruled? <laughs> and so, uh, Hallelujah is actually back. Yes. In full. So here's my theory about why Hallelujah is such a bad pilot. He's one of those people who saves all his cooldowns for an emergency. Whereas fucking uh, Hallelujah knows you just push all those buttons, obviously. So then they're back off cooldown faster. Always be <laughs> casting. Correct. Anyway, they do that cool thing where they are talking at each other and they uh, just destroy Hilling. Poor Hilling. <laughs> like, yep. Absolutely just tear through yeah, him. On a drive-by, tears off the arm and cannon. Meanwhile, uh, Lock-On is uh, trying to take on Revive with his remaining pistol and half a Gundam. He is doing those really cool gun kata dodges, though. And yep. it, taking advantage of the fact that he has a lot less mobile suit than normal to I hit. freaking love this Lock-On's fight. This fight is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. He manages to get the Gadessa's cannon by getting the upper hand. Uh, while his mobile suit looks like it's about to explode any second. I love how he's like, man, innovators ain't shit. <laughs> is this all you can manage? I've got half a Gundam. Well, to be fair, he knows that gets under revived skin. I just love it because, like, I've got half a Gundam and I'm still beating you. Uh, meanwhile, Hallelujah does not want to be outdone and is just boxing matching Hilling and being like, hey, cool escape pod. Yeah, it'd be a shame if someone ripped it off your back and threw it away. That was really <laughs> rad also. <laughs> anyway, I love how savagely Hallelujah fights. Yeah, he's like, anyway, uh, remember my uh, giant crab death claw? You're dead. Yep. So he grabs Hilling. And Hilling, like, stabs the claw, but it doesn't matter. Kerchop. Hilling's last words are, save me, Ribbon. Ribbon-sama. I wish Hallelujah, just Hallelujah, and Hilling had any connection at all for this to matter at all. The extra bit, the fight is rad as hell. But, like, like we said, the innovators just are slightly more interesting than druggies, maybe. Anyway, Hilling is dead. Revive is not a fan of that, and neither is Ribbon's. He's, he acts like somebody knocked over his favorite vase and reveals he has fangs in his shield. I love the launch of them, which go to fight Setsuna and Alleluia. Setsuna is good at fighting fangs. Alleluia is not. And he's well, Alleluia has no experience fighting them. And he's like, ah, cheap shot. He's taken <laughs> out of the fight. Setsuna, meanwhile, is doing some Kira Yamato-ass things, slashes one of the fangs in half with his sword, and then shoots his wing guns at the other two. And even Ribbon's like, oh, man. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was cool. Maybe humans aren't the worst. And here comes the Ptolemaeus to join the fight, blasting away at Ribbons. And, and Ribbons is like, okay, that's really annoying. It just knocks off one of the cannons immediately. I love how Milena goes full Star Trek inside, yeah. bouncing around, and everyone else is like, quit being so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> She's just been waiting to do this. So Sumeragi's like, fire smoke shells. And Lost is like, what? Fire smoke shells at our melee specialist with extra sensory pa- Oh, I see why you're the tactical <laughs> forecaster. And Ribbon's like, smoke, smoke not going to do shit. What's smoke supposed to do to me? So Setsuna is now in a sword fight with a giant cannon Gundam. Unfortunately, giant cannon Gundam does have more fangs. One of which gets him in the side and another takes off an arm. So Ribbon's goes in for the kill, but uh, they clash pretty hard here and Setsuna takes Ribbon's arm and zooms off. Yep. Yep. It's pretty cool seeing the arm just floating and Ribbon's is like, this is bullshit. I call hacks. <laughs> to be fair, Setsuna is hacking. Meanwhile, back at Revive, who, if you squint, has sort of a relationship with Lock-On and Lock-On. Revive has finally got a hit, and she's hit Lock-On's Lock-On eye. He's like, hey, Haru, can we transam? And Haru's like, dramatically, only for one second. And Lock-On is like, just as planned. <laughs> and, and we get I a shot. I love this. The, the detail I love that I didn't notice until maybe the fifth time I saw this episode is that Lock-On is missing two fingers on his mobile suit. The yep. top two fingers, the trigger fingers. So he has to, he goes in towards the Gadessa, gets into melee pistol range, his favorite range, looking just beat to hell, even the like cover on his scope is off. And he opens his blood eye because he learned from the death of his brother psychically. Transams out of the way, gun kata style, has to grab his gun in reverse grip because he's missing the two fingers that he would normally pull it with yep. and sticks it into the cockpit to unrevive, revive. Yeah. Just, just slams it in and like just wails on it. It is so rad. That's a I, John Wick ass thing. I absolutely love that Transam for the one second for the dodge. Walk on two got a lot of MVPs, and I think a lot of it is the way they draw his fighting style. He got awfully lucky, though, that uh, the Trudim's cockpit didn't lose pressurization in that. Yep. It's kind of ambiguous whether or not he dies. Like, clearly he doesn't, but, like, if you squint, maybe. Well, we we already know the process. He didn't explode on screen in his cockpit. That means he's fine. That's fair. I mean, Patrick Colasar exploded (laughs) on screen in his cockpit, and he's fine. (laughs) 
We never actually saw him explode in his cockpit. That's right. There was an implied explosion. So Felt's like, now it's a 1v1 between Setsuna and Ribbons. And Sumeragi calls Ian. He's like, hey, get the R2 unit ready. And Ian's like, but we never even brought that up before. And it doesn't have a drive. And she's like, just do it. I mean, I could definitely buy this thing being on board. It like, makes sense. You know what R2 stands for? Revision? Buy more place tests and toys? Repair 2. Because the <laughs> repair already uh, exists. Also, uh, Ribbon starts uh, whining about how Setsuna's army is better than his, and he's only winning because of those because the GM drives are broken. And Setsuna's like, yeah, Eolia gave them to me because I'm the right person, though. Yeah, and Ribbon's like, well, if it wasn't that, then there wouldn't be any point for me existing. Oh. And, and as he's gloating, Terry is like, no, you're actually a cocky asshole. And he's like, what? He's a like, cocky asshole? He's like, hey, remember that time like we were fighting our friends and you hacked them? Now I can do that to you. And I like to imagine that Anu and Louise just saw naked ribbons in their face, and that's why they went berserk, because <laughs> the Arya is naked in front of ribbons I, now. I do love that naked Tyria just gets right up in ribbons' yep. business. <laughs> it's a really funny shot, just because it's kind of like, what are you fucking going to do about it? I'm a ghost! <laughs> Stop looking down on people like an asshole! And Ribbons is like, Transam. And uh, Setson is like, ah, you also made the rookie mistake of Transamming first. And my Transam juice is full. And my Transam is better than yours. Setson takes out two fangs, but one last one with a gun manages to take off the double O's head. And Ribbons is like, gotcha. But Setson is like, no, Shonen bullshit. And does that quantizing thing he did that one time. And Ribbons is like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> I, I do remember the one time you did it, but you haven't done it in a while. Which lets Setsuna get a flanking bonus and take off half of the Reborn's Gundam. Ribbons does get a counter-strike and take off half of the double O. And we don't get an eye catch over a giant particle explosion. It's rad as hell. Mixed particle explosion of both of them. It's over. It's done. Except for the movie, and also where you did Witch from Mercury, uh, that prologue that they released. So, you got a little bit of time, but... Hey, if you want to get your questions, comments, just really anything that you want for the end of Double O, uh, we're doing that recap episode relatively shortly. Um, I think you have a week or two at the time that this goes up to get those into us, either via our Discord, uh, which is linked in the description of this episode, or on our website at lastpodcast.com, or send us an email at gundam at lasttimeonvideogames.com. I am now future Tyler, and we have already finished all of Gundam 00, and it feels like way more final to me than the end of Destiny did for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was going to spoil some of our thoughts on the movie, but I think it's an episode worth listening to, so go do that when it comes out, probably two weeks from now. Okay, that's all I got. Just a reminder to get your questions in soonish. All right, let's go finish this thing. We come back and Ribbons is like, yes, my, my precious. precious. I have one of the drives. Unfortunately, my mobile suit is beat to shit. I really like the idea that that explosion happened and he's like, yoink, and then just. <laughs> yeah, I really like it with a commercial break, but it, when you're watching it through, it is kind of like sudden that he just has it now. Yep. And uh, yeah, you can only imagine yoink. Anyway, but his machine's blowing up and he's like, oh. It won't matter that I have a drive. But hey, what's this floating in space? Lassie just left this O-Gundam here. Last time I saw it, I think it was literally on the Ptolemaeus, but I guess it fell out when Aleluia was rushing Mari through. <laughs> I figured it fell out when they started moving, because he just kind of left it standing there without putting any securing on it. Cut to Setsuna, who apparently took the flower out of his helmet and kept it in his cockpit. I mean, I Checks kind out. of just had assumed that was what he was going to do. Like, he was obviously not having that flower in his helmet the entire time. But as the flower floats past, he sees something in the distance. Yep, something gleaming at him. And he's like, that's... Cut to Ribbon's Allmark. He's like, ah, the O-Gundam. This is destiny. I got the O-Gundam's drive and everything. No, I just need to murder Setsuna and I win. Hey, there he is. What happened to his GN drive? There's no solar reactor there, huh? What did he do? And then the fucking Gundam Exeus shows up over Marina's song. What do you guys think of this bonkers climax we get? It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I actually kind like, I would like it a lot more if this was actually a fight, but it's not. Yeah, there's no time for a fight because we just had a giant fight between the Double O Riser and the Reborn's Gundam. But now we're in round two. Round one is a draw. We have fresh mobile suits. Hey, maybe, maybe. New Gundam is better than old Gundam. 
<laughs> well, it's mainly because like one of the main things that made me like the Exia is the fact that it does a lot of you know it's very dance moves. dance moves and, and the, it doesn't really do that here. I kind of like that though because you say it's not a fight and it's definitely brief, but it's a huge slobber knocker. And I think it's easy to miss when you are watching it subbed because there's so much text over the fight. This is one of the few times where maybe a dub is genuinely better because you can focus on the visuals and not the subtitles of Marina about to write a letter to bookend this as well as <laughs> the song going on. Setsuna continues to dodge beams. I do really like the Exia's like improved arm sword. Yes, I like it, it a lot. It looks a lot like the same sword that the Double O was carrying. Yeah. It is, I assume. But it looks really nice on the Exia. It does. As we said, to bookend the episode, this ends with Marina writing a letter to Setsuna where she's like, hey, you may never read this, but I need to write this for you. Anyway, I want to tell you about my feelings for you. No, they're not like that still. <laughs> There's a really cool shot of the Exia shooting the O Gundam's gun out. Uh, and then they start boxing. <laughs> I actually really like the fact that Ribbon, like, they start actual martial artsing at each other. Like, yeah. they, like Setsuna throws Ribbons. Yeah. The Exe gets a judo throw in. Yeah. And then we get the RX-78 about the beam saber you shot of the O Gundam. Maybe the least subtle shot in the series. As Setsuna goes into beam saber him, reverse Uno. Draw four Ribbons. <laughs> and he slashes open the cockpit. But Ribbons gets a reaction attack and slashes open the Exe's cockpit. Yep. The other way around. That's in his vertical. Yep. <laughs> Ribbons is horizontal. So now they're glaring at each other without the benefit of their cameras. And they're about to have that samurai sword at each other duel. I did recognize when the... Uh, the uh, I've seen that shot of the uh, RX-78 and then the, like the sword down. Yeah, that's that also not a subtle shot. As it throws its shield away. Although uh, one of these <laughs> is blasting giant waves out of its GN drive and the other is not, so... Yeah. I kind of like the charge the Exia has here with the big sword on its arm. Yep. yep. So we, they rush. Yep, there's like a quantizing effect and a glare, and we don't see what happens. We cut to a Zeta stand, and hey, Setsuna has stabbed Ribbons through the chest with his giant GN blade. And then Ribbons explodes, but because Setsuna has taken all the feats Kirayamato took, he is fine. fine. He also apparently took the time to bring the flower into the Exia's cockpit with him, but has now lost it. I presume he just grabbed it on his <laughs> yeah. way out. That makes sense. It would be easy. And I presume in this case, well, I mean, here he's unconscious, at least. I assumed he had died at this point. I, and I, I mean, think that would have been a fine way to end the series. I kind of thought he had two. This is over Marina being like, hey, like, I understand we want the same thing, but for some reason, like, our paths never intersect, and I feel like you just fighting for it is so sad. And honestly, one of the reasons why it made me think he was dead is because it takes he comes up so late in this epilogue. I literally thought he was a ghost for the first, like, <laughs> I don't know, two minutes he was back on screen. So we now cut the marina. Hey, we got nine minutes left of Gundam Double O. Yep. Holy shit, this is a much longer epilogue than I thought it was. So Marina has apparently adopted all the kids that she was babysitting because they're all still with her. And she put them in church clothes. We don't really know how long it's been, right? No. Now she's princess of all of the Middle East. Again, she was so good at pop songs, she became princess again. I okay. presume it's got it's it's had to have been a few months at least. Does anyone feel like her face is off model here? Like, first of all, smug Marina, look at it. A little bit. Um, she just looks like vapid. Is she looks tired? Is what she looks. I mostly her face seems larger than it normally does, and I'm not sure what's going on I, here. I honestly don't think it's been years. I think it's just been a few months. It feels like months to me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, hey, Saji and Luis made it. They're alive and fine and in the hospital. That was, and which the I cellular think... abnormalities that were spreading in her body have been completely halted. Because of particles. Yep. He's like, anyway, thanks for doing me a solid Setsuna and curing cancer. <laughs> I feel like maybe they should be doing that instead of celestial being uh, To be fair, they, it's they only are... this specific GN cancer. So. That's fair. And they are all still wanted criminals. Let's not forget that part. Anyway, you were the best wingman a guy could ever ask for. Both literally and figuratively. <laughs> and the Federation has a new president. It's a girl, which is how you can tell that the government is better. <laughs> and a new council. Klaus is on it. So is Sheeran. Um, so is a suspiciously pink-haired person. So is a new returner's twin sister, Nue. <laughs> Turnay Ray. <laughs> okay, so I wasn't crazy when I saw her sitting there. I'm like, wait a minute, that's an Anu. Yep. Homer Katagiri has killed himself because fuck the themes of the show. Yep. Bushido. I didn't even realize who that was. Well, the problem with him is they never bothered to actually, you know, characterize him. I kind of get the feeling that they uh, were just like, oh, yeah, we'll just connect him to Mr. Bushido. 
and Billy. I, I kind of like the version where he kills himself and then Graham tries to do it, but doesn't because that's that told him not to. But I really like, okay, why didn't we get Bil- Billy Bushido? That would have been way better. Bush- I feel like Bushido Billy is a better name. Because no, he was babysitting better, yeah, drunk right. Sumeragi while Graham, Graham was like, do you want to go on a Bushido trip Do you want me? to study the blade with me? <laughs> It's like, no, I got a girlfriend. <laughs> While you're busy having a girlfriend, I was studying the blade. Yes. <laughs> so Sheeran is like, the world is changing. And Klaus is like, yes, but we have to work hard and stuff because we don't want to backslide into tyranny. That's really easy to do. Sheeran is nonplussed by this. But then she's like, yes, that's right, Klaus. Yeah, good job, Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the president starts giving a political speech and we cut away from that before she gives any details. Three major new initiatives. So that we can listen to uh, Louise and Saji discuss what's going on. Hey, remember that China exists? Anyway. Yeah, we, we cut to uh, the leader of Honestly, the... all of these shots of random people, I kept expecting to see members of Celestial Being just kind of like there. Yeah. I mean, we kind of do eventually, but... Well, except for when we do see them eventually, it's actually focused on them. They're not yeah. part of these wide shots. The conversation essentially boils down to Saji being like, hey, remember season one where we were super happy? I did for everyone to go back to that, but we have grown up and we can't, and we have to be responsible adults and members of society and make sure the world doesn't backslide. And Luis is like, yeah, and does a nice little headrest on him. Cut to Andrei Smirnov, the only member of the A-Laws cool enough not to be executed immediately, (laughs) (laughs) who's talking with Brigadier General Mannequin over a tablet while he's like, distributing supplies in the Middle East, I guess. That's kind of what it looks like. He's like, hey, whatever, what are we going to do with Celestial Being? And she's like, well, they deserve a medal for helping us defeat the A-Laws. But also, if they do anything else, we're going to have to stop them if they're a threat to the administration. And he's like, yes, ma'am. We then see that Cotty is doing this from her wedding. (laughs) Which I love. And Patrick is like, hey, Colonel. And she's like, I've been promoted to Brigadier General. And he's like, yeah, sorry. But hey, uh, the star of the show can't be late, and you're about to be. I love that he still refers to her by title also. It's yeah. amazing. Anyway, they're getting married. Yep. The insert song starts playing over their wedding bell. You know, even after she said that, I was totally expecting in the back, in, like in this crowd here to have like Sumeragi. Like I was expecting yeah. one of them to be here. Makes sense. Also makes sense that they're not though. He's like, Colossar the Indestructible has become Colossar the Incredibly Lucky. <laughs> I, and I love how she's just like, yeah, you're right. Yep. <laughs> but I can't help but love this idiot. He is the golden retriever of humans. Anyway, we cut to Andre being like, my mom and dad would probably want me to give supplies in the Middle East, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> well, it's that idea that he that uh, at least, uh, what was that other colonel's name? I can't remember. Hercury? Her- yeah, Hercury. Kind of that idea of soldiers protect the people who can't protect themselves. That was the thing that he was constantly espousing, and that was also what his dad kind of embodied so i like it as an end for andre it's just weird to me he gets a line and like billy and graham don't yeah meanwhile billy's designing a dumber version of the gaga (laughs) he's also replaced the photo of sumeragi he tore to shreds with a new photo presumably taken by melena i'm total i I buy that (laughs) melena either melena took this picture or felt had christina's camera and took it for yeah okay for him and we see graham aker did not kill himself as he's standing awkwardly in the doorway and billy's like yes this is what our friendship is like I really wish Graham got a line here. I wish he showed up in the climax in a flag. I, there's no time for it. Don't get me wrong. But well, it just, there would be time if they cut a little bit of this epilogue because it's way too fucking long. I actually like the long epilogue. I do too. Uh, like I said, there's so much. They come screaming into that space fortress at the end that they end up with nine minutes just for denouement is a fucking miracle. And like they deserve to take it. If I was going to cut a scene, it might be this one of Lock-On at his it's family's grave, yeah. being like, hey, everyone who's dead, I'm going to be a Gundammeister of Celestial Being, like I said. I'm specifically I've... cutting my ties with Cataron. I'm not sure why. Well, they don't <laughs> exist anymore, really, so <laughs> I do love his jacket, and I want it. Fair. You know, that kind of gives off the impression that uh, Wait, can Neil DeLandy's, like, his name was always on this plinth. Anyway, he's like, Enu, uh, please wait for me while I join you. Innovate's definitely go to heaven, right? Yep. They're like dogs. A life born in space returns to Mother Earth with mutually cherished memories, pure love, and unyielding promise. promise. I promise, I in, promise my in my own, own name. name to take on all of her love, hope, and grief forever and flowers. <laughs> to be fair, English as a second language uh, epitaph, pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad, honestly. 
I will admit I get a little bit of G Gundam vibes from it, but I think that's because of the way it's phrased. My love, my hate, and all of her grief. <laughs> anyway, Aleluya and Marie are backpacking through Europe. With a bunch they're of taking, other people. They're taking that year off. It the seems d- like a like a refugee sort of thing, maybe. I don't know. There's so many other people here. It I gives the impression that they decided to retire from Celestial Being. Which, I think so, yeah. Yeah. And Ali uh, is like, the world is full of contradictions. I'm a contradiction. I did all sorts of and murders. like, hey, hey you're kind of broody today. <laughs> he's like, hey, you're doing the broody thing again. Stop it or we'll have to make out in front of all these strangers. <laughs> I'm sorry, not so much Marie again. It is. But they're the same person. So Marie. Cut to space station where Tiari is like, now I, as part of Veda, will watch you all until the movie. <laughs> There's another shot of naked Tiari floating around. Swimming through well, space, living his best life. all I was naked Gundamicers, and they gave it to me, finally. You know, they, we get this the brief shot of what I presume is the same square where Setsuna had his, uh, his hot dog. bomb flashback, his hot dog flashback. And I will admit, I kind of expected him to just be there, like, sitting on a bench somewhere. So Saji's like, well, we'll just have to hope the future is better. And Lucy says, like, what if we make a mistake? And Saji's like, well, I hope we don't, but if we do, I know Setsuna, my bro, will have the world's back. And we see the Ptolemaeus as, where are our wishes? Oh, that's right. They're over our airspace. <laughs> Daybreak's bell plays one last time as we get the bridge of the Ptolemaeus. With uh, Linda and Ian in the background there. And then Setsuna is standing in the I'm in charge spot. Yep. Lock on Zertu. And he's like, we have work to do. At least one movie's worth. And Felt's like, yeah, I hope we get to make out in it. We have to get, watch over the world for Christina's stake. And then Setsuna is like, we are celestial being will eradicate war. Yeah, it's kind of already eradicated, but in case we need to again, Linda's here also. That's nice for Milena. Yeah, it, it, it kind of is, yes. You know, it, it's one of those things like, Milena is a child, and she's part of this, what is effectively a terrorist organization. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do we think Milena has like a birth certificate? That's a good question. I like the one green-haired guy surrounding Marina as Marina watches. Yeah, we then cut the Marina seeing the Ptolemaeus flying the sky. And she's like the only one who notices. Yep. Because she's looking up. No one ever looks up. Humans don't look up, actually. It's a problem. That's the thing in Invincible. Anyway, meanwhile, on Jupiter. Cut to Jupiter. Hey, there's a movie coming out in three years. We are at 36 minutes record time. Jesus. I mean, to be fair, the epilogue just kind of zooms. by. There's not a whole lot to talk about with the epilogue, but I do like it. And even it, before that, it's all fight, right? It's it, a beautiful fight. It's great fight. But they pack so much into that fight. I honestly did not realize the epilogue was nine minutes long. It's what I've said before. The ending of Double Hope comes screaming at you, and it's amazing how much they wrap up. But in contrast to Gundam Seed, which was wrapping up all sorts of character arcs here, I don't think it's as strong, especially because there's lots of, not like fridge logic problems, but one of the strengths of Double O, I think, is that lightning pace. You don't have time to realize all the things they could have done better. That yeah, it's you not do. Fridge logic so much as like fridge writing, fridge narrative. Yeah. Well, once you start dwelling on it, you're like, oh, wait a minute, hang on. That doesn't make a whole, like, they could have done this better. Yeah, like I said, the lock-on stuff is all great individually, but it doesn't add up in my opinion. I wish there was so much more with Louise. The Mr. Bushido thing ends up being kind of nothing. The Chun-Li thing is awful. Everything executes at a 70%, which actually ends up to like a 90% show in a weird way because they kind of stick the landing in a weird way. Well, That's my opinion anyway. In aspects of like uh, Setsuna, that one still lands, and Setsuna's a really great character. I just want to make it clear because I'm going to be very critical about Gundam Double O. I think it's very good. I agree, and I think I'm actually going to take a similar stance. It's like, I like this show. I like how it ends. Man, there's so much that they needed to spend different time on. I the, 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 would probably agree with you, especially the first half of it takes so long to get anywhere. That's the problem, though, is when we were talking about Destiny, there was so much faffing about in Destiny and wasted time. Double O is every episode feels packed so tight, and it still feels like they don't have enough time. Yeah, and I, I feel like a good editor could have taken a pen to that i don't know maybe well i think there are a couple of places where they could find some extra time but we're not talking like episodes worth of minutes we're talking about maybe five ten tops i think there are episodes worth of minutes i think there are episodes we could cut or just drastically rewrite i think it's very difficult to do and like even from like an armchair editor standpoint i think it's very difficult oh no i'm not saying it's easy i i do think it is possible i think there are things that if we were to like go back and i more of was meaning like without rewriting entire chunks of the series 
Because in order to save that amount of time, you'd have to rewrite entire chunks and like remove entire character points. Yeah, I do want to get into like overview of double O stuff. Before that, though, let's wrap up stuff for this episode. Do you have a high point, Tyler? Oh, man, I don't even know what it should be. I think I'm actually going to go with the final, like right before the eye catch where the Reborn Cannon and the double O like rip each other in half. I just like that fight. I like the ambiguity. I also really like ribbons. Be like, yoink! <laughs> Zach! There are a couple of them that I really, really like. But I think I have to go with the one that made me, like, actually be like, yes! <laughs> and it's got to be the lock-on versus revive. Oh, fight. yeah, I forgot all like, that happened that this episode. That is so cool. Like, especially the end where he uses Trans Am to get behind him. Like, yeah, it's kind of a... Like, not blasé, but it's kind of like a tropey thing. Like, they hang the hat on it with, can we use it for one second? But it's so well animated, and it looks so cool. It's rad as hell. It's rad as hell. This is kind of a tangent, because I'm not picking this, and it deserves a sort of honorable mention. Zach, did you know about the Exia showing up again to fight the Ogunda before not. you watched this? I did not. <laughs> I knew that there was something that was listed as the Exia yeah. R2 in uh, Gundam Adjectives, the computer game. But I didn't know it was that because there are some of the things in there that are like they were specifically like in some side manga or something like that. Yeah. So I thought that, that was where that came from. Oh, hey, round two, you're in the O Gundam and I'm in my original Exia Gundam. Should not fucking work. And we were just talking about like where you get more time. But that they get it in here and then they have nine minutes of epilogue after it. Like that is an editing masterpiece. I'm going to go with the epilogue because I think it's a really ballsy move to like pack that much epilogue in. But I really like that we end on Saji and Louise sort of and I think that's all really well done I like that we end, get to see where all the characters end up with. Well, it it's kind of, of a book ending the series because it kind of started with Saji and Louise questioning what was going on in the very first episode and having it end with them basically being like yeah we have to grow up well it kind of yeah I think that's kind of the theme of this show also is we as a species need to grow up yeah which is kind of interesting. I did describe the uh, final, the plot of the final episode and summarize this series in general to Alex as, or a Star Trek nerd created a bunch of, uh, or created endless energy so that giant robots could punch each other so that humans could stop warring. That plan didn't go great, so a shonen teenager came up with a better plan to punch things, and that did work so that we can talk to aliens eventually. Do you have a low point, Tyler? <laughs> what is the low point of the... Honestly, I think uh, I would have either pared down or actually even taken all the dialogue out of the lock-on grave scene. Just done a pan across the graves while he's standing there. It's fair. I think they want something. Like, they want an arc about lock-on not knowing what his place in the world was and deciding to be a member of Celestial they Being. didn't do it. Correct. <laughs> the problem is they didn't execute. Oh, correct. Uh, Zach. The fact that Billy and Graham don't say anything in the epilogue, like yeah. they get no lines. I would, like, hey, look, they did survive the final battle. Now let's move on to somebody more important. And I'm like, at least give him a fist bump. Amazing. Let's see. I really wish there was some sort of drama between Hilling and Alleluia and Revive and Lock On. The Sachez fight would have been so much better in that spot, even though, like you said, the fight is fucking incredible as far as the animation goes. There's just no emotional stake to it. Yeah. And that in some ways makes the blocking of it seem even cooler because it doesn't have that to back it up. Kind of the problem with those two fights is that Hilling and Revive have grudges with Setsuna. Yep. Not anybody else. Which is the problem we've talked about the entire time, right? Everybody has a grudge with Setsuna. All of the relationships go back to Setsuna. Do you have an MVP, Tyler? <laughs> I mean, I was going to say I can take the obvious one. I'm tempted to give it to Saji, actually, just for, like, wrapping up the series and, like, kind of being our end-of-series narrator. But no, it's Setsuna. Zach? That fight was just so goddamn cool. I've got to give it to Setsuna. Yeah, I think it's going to be unanimous on Setsuna. I think the ending bit where he gets the exit uh, is really cool. Like, the, the come-to-God moment of, like, hey, like, the thing showed up. And so, he gets to kill his god, right? Yep. It's but, pretty but good. The person and the Ogundam. <laughs> the thing that started it all. Do you think, speaking of the thing that started it all, should we read anything into the fact that it does end on stabbing... The original Gundam? Yeah. And Amaro Ray? Yeah. I think it's very cute. <laughs> it's just like a nod to the original series type of thing? I think it is also saying, hey, like the old stuff is not automatically better. Yeah. Ironically, not a lesson I think Gundam is a franchise learned. <laughs> All right, future plans. I do not know what we're doing next week. We are doing the movie soon. There may be a week break with something before then. We will see. We are 
recording this well in advance, so I'm not sure yet. Question thread will be on our Discord. If you have questions for us for our upcoming Q&A episode, we will be recording that after the movie, so you can listen to our takes on the movie before asking questions. But that thread should be up soon when you're listening to this in our Discord, or email us at Gundam at LastTimeOnVideoGames.com. We are going to do a final wrap-up episode, but that'll be after the movie. So I want to talk about season two. Tyler, where does it fall on your Gundam likings in the end? I have said this multiple times, and I stand by it. I think the second season of Gundam 00 is my favorite Gundam show. So I think I stand by that. I There are some things I wish they could have done better. There are some things I wish they had taken a little bit more time with the wrap-up because, like you said, screeching halt. But I think this is my favorite chunk of Gundam. Do you have any thoughts on the second part of it, Zach? I think, uh, I mean, I'm not as thrilled about it as Tyler. I think Gundam Seed is still probably my favorite Gundam series. But the second half of Gundam Double O is very, very good. The only problem, the main problem, I guess, with Gundam Double O's second half is you kind of need to watch the first half to get the full impact of it. Because if you only watch the second half, it's like, why should I care about Saji and Louise's relationship, really? Because we didn't see that breakdown in the first part. We're not there's, in at Louise's corner quite as much because we didn't see her parents and family all die. There's a reason I didn't say Gundam 00 is my favorite Gundam show. The second half of Gundam 00 is, but it does need that first half, and it's not amazing. It's fine. It picks up. In I the- mean, it, it's okay, but it starts off so slow. But if you can get through the slog of the early episodes... It really gets better. Were you satisfied with the conclusion of the Saji Luis relationship, Tyler? I think so, yeah. Um, I think it ended up in an okay spot, especially considering the shit they had to work through. So There's some more final episode stuff I want to go through, but we have Gundams to throw on our list before then. I think we start with the original Gundam, the O Gundam. And I don't think it's as good as the RX-78-2, because it's clearly just the RX-78-2. But um, slightly worse. Yeah. For the double O setting, of course, it would have that drive. And I do like that about it as a distinguishing feature. But overall, I think it looks worse because of it. I actually was about to say the exact same thing is that I think the, the drive on the back of the O Gundam makes it look worse than the original Gundam. I also think the shield's not as good. It's not quite as nice as the original shield. I think it's a little bit, there's, there's a little bit more detail to it. So it's a little bit more busy. As far as clear RX-78 clones go, though, I do like it more than the dual Gundam. I agree. I think I would agree with you. I like it less than the double O Gundam. Yeah. Just the double O, not the double O riser. Yep. I think I like it more than just the regular double O, but... I think I would agree with that, because the, the original double O, it, it, it's way too top-heavy. Like, it looks like it... It really does look like it skipped leg day. I don't like it as much as the Gadess, either. I think I agree. Final question. Better or worse than the duel with Assault Shroud? I think I prefer the duel with the Assault Shroud. I think I prefer the O-Gundam. I think I agree with Tyler. So the O-Gundam goes above the duel with Assault Shroud and below the Gadess. Next up, we have R- Ribbon's other ride, the Reborn's Gundam <laughs> slash cannon, because it's the same thing. It transforms. Yep. I think the transformation is so dumb. I don't particularly like the design, but as a final boss Gundam, I really like it. It has so many tricks up its sleeve. It gets to use them all once. And the comparison point is the Providence, and I definitely think it's better than the Providence. Oh, I would agree yeah. with that. It's much better than the Providence. I love its shield. I love the fact that it starts as a gun cannon. That's the part I don't like. <laughs> I just like the gun cannon fairly well. It's even in the gun cannon pose. But it's actually just the Gundam. I don't like it as much as the Ale Strike, which I think it shares color scheme and some other things with. That's very close mm. for me. I think I like the Reborn's cannon Gundam slightly better just because of all this this stupid arsenal it has lots of things in the show try to microwave sets it up really the thing is it's really close for me like i really like both of them and i think i'm gonna have to give it to the ale strike because i'm not such a huge fan of transforming mobile suits as silly as that is yeah i kind of forgot about the fact that it transforms um and so its transformation is kind of nah. dumb like it's on there so I think it's really on there just so they could make the gun cannon reference. I think you two are going to disagree with me, but speaking of transforming mobile suits, I don't like it as much as the Savior. I think I agree, actually. I'm not, like, wild about the Savior, but... I'm not super thrilled with the Savior either. I do like the... I will say I do like the Reborn's color scheme better. I'm not a huge fan of the monotone of the Savior. Well, it depends on which side you're looking at it, because it's red from the back and white in the front. But... uh, 
It's a white and red from the front. You get a little bit of the red. Are we saying below the savior? I think I am saying below I the savior. I think you guys okay. are both saying below it, and I'm saying above, because I don't like the savior super much. But I prefer the focused artillery of the Calamity Gundam to the mix of this, but I think we're very close. I think I like this as more of a jack-of-all-trades compared to the Calamity's uh, focused nature, because I really like the Reborn's uh, aspect. Like, the Reborn's Gundam side of it, I really, really like. Like, the shield and the bits in the shield. And the whatnot. claw fingers. I really like that. So, I think I'd have to go with the Reborn's Gundam above the Calamity. I agree with Zach. All right. The Reborn's Gundam goes above the Calamity Gundam and below the Savior Gundam. Last but not least, we have the Double O Riser. Hell yeah. <laughs> Better than the Double O, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do we like it more than the Double O Sky? The, oh, yeah. the double O riser well, and the Destiny Gundam having a weird baby that Riku is stuck in. So I, I think will say I do. I, I like the sky fairly well, but I do like the double O riser. Better. I don't really yeah. like the sky's sorter blades. I do not. I like its color scheme. It's got like that powder blue on it as well, um, which is kind of fun. But yeah, no, I definitely prefer the double O riser. Better or worse than the Gundam Exia? <sighs> <laughs> Zach and I just both breathe deeply. I like thematically. I- don't think I like it more than the Exia. I love the like dancer's aesthetic the Exia gives off. The Exia has exactly the right amount of asymmetry. I, I agree. I, I, so I'm going to agree with Zach, but I am going to qualify it by saying thematically and for Gundam magic bullshitly, I really, really like the double O. But if we're just talking about like suit design and stuff, no, the Exia. I really got it. like the way they set down Chekhov's gun early on in the series with what they can do with it, and then they pay it off. Yep. Because, like, it's good narrative structure. Just, like, especially, like, Gundam Seed, we talked about Flay just having a Force Ghost now, and it's like, all right, I guess this is Gundam magic bullshit, and it just doesn't really fit. Whereas here, it's like, oh, yeah, he can totally do that. Above or below the Cherudium Gundam, which just did the raddest thing. It did. It also has the bits. I think I like it better than the Cherudium. I think I like the Cherudium more. My choice. I think I like the Cherudium more, too. Mostly on the bits. Uh, but definitely better than the Wing Gundam, which is right below it. I am opinion. really fond of the wing, but I think a lot of my fondness for the wing comes from nostalgia. Any thoughts, Tyler? Double O Riser versus Wing Gundam? The problem is I really like the wing's color scheme, but it ends up looking kind of floppy to me. That is a weird way to describe that. I think I like the Double O Riser better, though. A part of that is probably because at the time, you know, the animation wasn't quite as good. I think that's a large part of it, but... So the Double O Riser goes at number 20, above the wing Gundam and below the Cherudium Gundam. Pretty good. The, a lot is of the Axia see- the highest ranked of the double lot Gundams? Yes. What rank? What number 18. is that? 18. Huh. Oh, they're I, just I, forming a block right there then. Kind of, well, it's Axia, Cherudium, double O. And then the wing breaks up. And then Dynamis, Arios, Curios. Then Tequila Gundam, Daniel Custom. Yes. Then the Virtue. And then <laughs> I would have thought at least one of them would have made it into the top 10. But I think they're all good. None of them are great is really the problem. The Axia is not as good as the Toggies. Actually, it's not as good as the Tall Geese. Is that, <laughs> is that the barrier at yeah. 10 right now, is Tall Geese? No, Tall Geese is 17. Tall Geese is right above Axia. Oh, what's number 10? Let me look. Because that, that, that's like the last great gatekeeper. Is it a Jin? The Slash Zaku Phantom. Yeah, He's that's pretty Tryhard good. Zaku. That is a really good Zaku. <laughs> that's a really good design. If I remember at the top three are Freedom Gundams. Freedom, Vilkis, and the Age 2 Magnum. Oh, I thought the fr- the H two Magnum was is rad as hell. To be fair, I, I just thought the strike free is that number is the strike freedom number four. Then no, the Estrain No Name is number four. The strike oh. freedom is number five. Damn, Bill hey, Divers had some rad. Bill Divers had some good designs. Hey, yeah. What do you want to see from the Gundam Double O movie, Tyler? I do not know. I'd be willing to accept a lot of different premises. Time based crossover. <laughs> hmm, okay. <laughs> bring, in, bring in pilots from previous Gundam series. Uh, no, I was going to say, because it's Jupiter, it's got to be Code Geass um, as a crossover. Um, and then no, Gunbuster. Zero is the best tactical forecaster, is just <laughs> what I'm going to say. Um, what do I want to see from this movie? I don't know. I would like to see... So- I'm not this sure- is why I asked you, not what do you expect, what do you yeah, think no, it what is, but I- what do you want? The problem is, I don't know what could possibly justify the... Play sets and toys? No, oh, well, that's fair. Uh, no, uh, no, not the movie. I don't know what could possibly justify the amount of planning Aeolia Shenberg set up that they could commit to an anime movie. Like, 
I don't know what the hell they're going to do yeah. with it. What do you want them to do, though? I, no, that's my guys problem. The limit. I don't know what they could do. I, I don't have the imaginative capacity to come up with a premise well, that justifies about dialogues. It. So clearly, what you should expect slash want out of it is them to get together and form a bond with their enemy over their shared love of an anime series. Oh, let me set a tone. <laughs> Tyler, ask me what I want from the Destiny movie if it ever happens. What, what do you want from the Destiny movie that never happens? Kira and Lacus to make out for an hour. Fair. Okay. <laughs> what so, do you want from the Double O movie? Wh- what are, one of the things I want to see is, uh, like, if, you know, humanity being at peace with itself is, like, one of the themes, I want Saji and Luis to be the representation of that, um, because they they went through some shit and resolved it, more or less. Um, and I think that is a good, like, I expect that to happen, and I want it to happen. So. All right. A- um, any other things? Any characters you want more stuff on? Any arcs you think would be stronger with one more pass? Yeah, I mean, if Graham Aker shows up again and does fucking anything, that'd be nice. <laughs> Redemption for Graham. <laughs> Redemption for Graham. Well, I hate to break it to you, Tyler. Graham is dead. comes back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't become a senior ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, you know a little bit. You know more about the Gundam 00 movie, but I don't think you actually know about the Gundam 00 movie. So I have what experience do you experience with it tangentially. Yes. The thing is, your experience is so different than what it actually is like I know. it's like let's throw a whole bunch of getter robo why in exactly here. are the full metal panic people here <laughs> um what do you want from the gundam double o movie zach sets an unfelt to get together oh fair well i only think that because of what jeremy but, said me, it, i did the, not even read it as a romantic thing i think the end of this series it's kind of happened right they're just b- both so quiet and awkward he also just said what do you want and that's what i want oh no that's fair <laughs> But, like, it wouldn't even be on my radar if Jeremy hadn't mentioned it. Okay. Also, Saji and Louise to have a happy family. Also that, yeah. I don't know how I want far Mike, I, I want mini Saji and mini Louise. Um, Sajet <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, no. I think we broke Zach. I totally just had an image of Setsuna babysitting them on board the Ptolemaeus. Oh, man. Oh, no. He would hate baby Louise. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he, Setsuna would be a great babysitter. I just had this image of like Setsuna like floating after one of Saji's kids, like the same uh, image that you had in Dragon Ball Super when uh, Pan was flying around, and Setsuna just being like, "No, come back here." So, okay. see, I'm imagining instead of Peekaboo, it's regular eyes, thriller eyes, regular eyes, thriller eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so I I just remembered another thing that I want. I want Setsuna to fucking retire and just have tea with Marina every Saturday or something. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's when it starts a family with Felt and hangs out with Marina on the weekend. Yeah, no, they just hang out and talk about philosophy and twistedness. And form a band. <laughs> <laughs> philosophy and twistedness. Is that a punk band or is that like a really navel-gazy... It, it uh, doesn't... Re- punk doesn't... It's really hard to imagine Marina doing punk. It's right? alternative well, no. rock. No, I'm just based off of that name. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, are they like a really navel-gazy folk band? <laughs> they just do Creed, Creedwater revival covers. Jeremy, what do you want from this movie you've already seen? Oh, God, I can't answer that. <laughs> yeah, because he'll let you know. say something that he that he wants to see that isn't actually in there, and he's disappointed. Well, let me put it this way. The reputation of Gundam 00 Awakening of the Trailblazer is not good. <laughs> okay. I was very excited for it, knowing that, after watching Gundam 00. Let's see. Do we want to talk about MVPs, or do we want to save it for after the movie? I got a spreadsheet. Series MVPs Who's currently yeah. sitting at, no. uh, at the second half of the MVPs. For, first, let's let's do second half MVP, like like as, as subjective. I agree because we did that for the first half. Like it's so hard between Setsuna and Saji, right? Yeah, Tiaria gets most improved. Yeah, he definitely has the the most improved sticker there. <sighs> is it Setsuna or Saji? Do I think so my problem is Setsuna's strong throughout the entire thing. Saji kind of drops off in the last half as more Setsuna stuff takes over. I don't over. even really feel like that because Saji fin- like kind of completes his arc and he still... But he's mostly strong- just he's being just- like, Luis! He gets that you're all uh, making each other crazier, right? And that's kind of his climax, but that was like three episodes ago? Yeah. It's just that so much happens at the end. That's fair. And he like becomes support for Setsuna of like, bro, your eyes. I think for me it is pretty clearly Setsuna, although I, I think there is an argument for uh Saji pretty strongly. I think I have to give it to Setsuna, but it's not by a whole lot. Like Saji is right there in the runner up slot. Well, and like we were talking about that like Tyria does a lot of stuff that I really like. like he I mean just, he's number it never three, is, but 
he never quite gets any of those MVP points. I mean, he he got a decent number. He got a lot more than he did in the first half, but... That does not surprise yeah, me, because I think, I, I think a lot of Alleluia's uh, points went away. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. Um, speaking of falling off, Sumeragi, there were so many episodes in a row. We were like, uh-huh. oh, Sumeragi, 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 and then she just became mom. And I don't think that's a problem, necessarily. They do try to give her a climax in the end, but they don't, like we said, they didn't quite work up to it. So so I think is they... your season two MVP, Jeremy? I think it actually say. is Saji. I really like his arc throughout it. I love the way he humanizes it. He just gets the best moments. Him and the O-Riser are about to steal it and realizing, oh, wait, this is exactly what I did before that got a bunch of people killed. So much of it is so good. Do you want MVP information or should we save it for after? Um, I think we could do season two, but maybe not overall, although someone could probably add that up. Yeah. I, I feel like we should probably discuss overall stuff when we do like the series recap. That's fair. The problem with overall is there are characters who die in the first half, right? Yep. So they are kind of out of the competition. Lock on two doesn't show up till the second half and you can make comparison stuff. And I think we probably will between one and two with him. But he's also is like not really competitive just because he's not there for half the season. That's fair. So who ended up being our top three? I think is safe for enough to two? say for season two. I've got a strong yeah. guess, at least at number one and two. I think it's probably in <laughs> order Setsuna, Saji, Sumeragi. Oh, yeah, what are your thoughts, Zach? I think it's probably Setsuna, Saji, and then I think it actually might be Lock-On. Number one is Setsuna with 12 votes. We each gave him four. There were two episodes in which we unanimous him. The last two. Yeah. Number two is Saji Crossroad with 11 votes. Oh, dang. Damn. <laughs> Zach gave him five. Tyler only gave him two. I gave him four. Number three with eight votes, is Sergei Smirnov. Sergei. Huh. Who, Tyler, you gave four votes. That's fair. Zach gave three, and I gave one. I do like me a Sergei. Huh. So our top three is the SSS team. (laughs) Sumeragi is in fourth, one point behind Sergei with seven. We like S names, apparently. The show likes S names. Lock on two, Soma, and Kadi Monikin all tie for fifth place with six votes. That's actually pretty, like, below... I thought Lock-On 2 got more... I I think he also ran into the problem that Thierry had, where a lot of his really cool moments happened in the same uh, episodes in which, like, Saji did something really cool or emotionally poignant or Setsuna did something really cool. I think he ran into reverse Sumeragi. He does so little in the first half of the second here. He, he shows up and like, hi, I'm the new Lock-On, just like the old Lock-On. I got a sniper Gundam. I'm with Catheron. It's not really a problem. Hey, I sniped a Death Star. That was pretty cool. And then he starts doing cool shit. But most of the cool shit he does is in a mobile suit cool shit, whereas other people are having character arcs and stuff. Yep. Like I said, his character motivation is so muddled and not in like a, oh, this is interesting what's going on, but in a like, what do they think his character motivation is way. I will say that the pack was pretty tight below Saji. Yes. So that's kind of interesting. I mean, it does make a certain amount of sense that the top two characters are Setsuna and Saji because those are really the two main characters of the second half of Double. Yeah. Yeah, and Kadi like rocketed in at the end. Well, that's because she was she was doing she, everything. She and so. Luis both benefited from having episodes where they were the only ones who did anything near the end. <laughs> anything else we want to talk about before we finish off Double O? I mean, we have the movie and we have the final episode. But yeah. Anything you want to say about the second half or this episode before we're done? Oh, no. I just like, man, I want to recommend this to people because the shonen bullshit levels are amazing. <laughs> Honestly, though, that makes it kind of hard for me to recommend it to somebody because it really like if they're not looking for anime for shonen bullshit and then it's like I want to I want a series that has like the real you know, mecha plus, you know, real robot type of stuff where you don't have a lot of the shonen bullshit. You kind of want to steer them away from this. My argument, though, is like if you look at other shonen shows that are available, this is so much like it's so different from something like My Hero or Naruto or something, right? I'm, I was more of saying like if I were to point him that wanted to avoid something like that, I'd probably point him to 08th MS team. Oh, yeah, for sure. But to me, that's the thing about Gundam. Like, it's shonen, but it's not shonen jump stuff. But it's still very clearly influenced by that and going for a very similar market. It's aimed a little older with a little more themes, but not that much older. Yeah. I do think it's very interesting because of that. And because Gundam Seed is so good, I will always give Gundam a shot, even when often it is uh, Disappointing. not the best. Yeah. <laughs> still holding out some hope for Witch from Mercury. Uh, and I also, like Zach, prefer Gundam Seed in the end. But I would recommend Gundam Seed to literally anyone. But if they're like, I really like that. Should I watch Destiny? I would probably say, no, watch Double O. I mean, 
look at what happened here. You literally started a podcast to yeah. make Tyler watch Gundam Seed. Yep. yep. And then and I made him watch Gundam Double O, and I don't think that was a problem. And next I'm going to make him watch which probably isn't as good as either of them, but we might like it. A final thoughts for Gundam Double O before we go on. And um, I like it a lot. I like as I think Seed is still probably my favorite series as a like coherent thing. I was actually thinking as a whole, as a whole. You know, I'm actually going to save this thought for like the series wrap up. Yeah, um, I have very similar thoughts. I think for series wrap up, I feel like you versus me on Gundam Seed versus Double O might be a thing, even if it's not really competitive and is more of a just a structure. I was yeah. just sitting here at one point thinking like, what are my favorite Gundam series? And I think I've got the top three of them sorted out I mean, out I now. feel like 08th MS Team is going to be on there. I just haven't the watched it. The only reason why I would stick, the only reason why 08th MS Team is in kind of a weird spot related to everything else is because it's only a 12 episode series. There's that. It's also very, it's totally different, but it's not. It's still Romeo and Juliet. Oh, you know, another thing that I want to see happier ending. is more uh, Evangelion Psychic Gestalt bullshit. And- Good news, everyone. <laughs> I think you're going to love the first two minutes of Gundam Double O. Great. <laughs> All right. With that said, it's a Gundam will return in Awakening of the Trailblazer.